What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you and my co-host. Anaya Bo. Happy 2018, Anaya. Whoop, whoop. Happy New Year, everyone. Wow, our first show of 2018. Yes. Took us a while to get together. We wanted extra time off. I wish I had extra time off. <laughs> I know. I wish after just catching up with uh, Anea, I was like, how was your break? And she was like, break. I know. I know. I signed on to do a, and sometimes you just got to do this. I There was a school up in Northern California that had an intercession as part of their like come back to the new year. And it was a three day, amazing stuff. But I was up speaking on sexual assault prevention for three days. And uh, we'd created workshops around it for the school. It's really being proactive. So amazing work. Work, but it meant that a good portion of my break was spent preparing for that and then up in NorCal actually doing that. And so here I am back in LA and uh, it, yeah, it didn't really feel like a full break for me. But Yeah. Hey, wh- right before we continue on, uh, if any of our listeners are at a school or an mm-hmm. organization that would want you to come out and speak, which is something that you regularly do. Yeah. How would they get a hold of you to do that? Would that uh, could they hit us? They, they can definitely send an email to us. Okay, radparenting, radparenting at gmail.com. Right, so you can definitely do that. And then you can also um, send an email to info at realuprograms.com. And Real You, everyone has heard me talk about Real Girl and Real Boy, but Real You is really um, a whole new facet of our work, which is focused on um, sex, comprehensive sexual health education and specifically with everything that's going on right now, um, uh, sexual misconduct prevention and affirmative consent for middle and high school age kids. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That'd be great if anyone wants to hit you up for that. Cause, uh, I think sometimes people forget besides just doing all the work that you do with real girl mm-hmm. that you actually go out on the road. No different I than do. I. Yeah. 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 You, crazy. But you're not telling jokes. I'm not. No, much more serious content. I mean, I try to lighten it up, you know, and I, I'm not a funny person like you though, Joe. Ye- well, yeah, but you know what? <laughs> No, but the work that you're doing around that is so, <laughs> so, so necessary. Thank you. Yeah, it's you know, it, it was, it was when I was just over the break, uh, which, which it's kind of the same thing. I was doing shows all the way up until the break. And then, uh, finally, like the family, we were getting together to, all right, we're going to celebrate the holidays. We're going to get ready for this. And then I came up with the idea that I'm going to take the family with me to Phoenix when I do um, a run of dates with Jim Brewer. Nice. So I've been featuring for Jim. He's great. You know, he has three daughters. Him and I are the same age. He's 50. Uh, it's it's funny because we have so much in common. His whole, you know, obviously his background comedy and his whole run in comedy, but he always loved music. Mm. He, he actually wanted to be a singer in a band. So then when him and I met each other and my whole background's music and then now doing, you know, stand-up for the last eight years, we just hit it off and... And then, you know, the family part of it. And he's been married, I think, for, I think he's married for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was funny how we just uh, became such good friends. But during his show, he was doing a whole bit um, based on everything from, you know, the Louis C.K. to the Mm. Harvey Weinstein. And it was, it was a bit that I literally thought, like, I was like, what he was basically saying was like, in his entire life, that he's ever been with women and his wife mm-hmm. and everything. He's never, ever thought that act of what those men were doing with mm-hmm. women was just, it never even crossed his mind. Yeah. Like, and you know, the crowd and he, and his whole, his whole like direction around it was really taken from the, like um, basically what you and I've talked about is just how, uh, how, now with young boys and young men that a lot of their information is just coming from the internet. Yeah. And you know, he had this great line where he was like, look, you know, don't let go of the idea of lovemaking. He's yeah. all, wow, you know, nice. lovemaking should not sound like a construction site. 
I, I laughed so hard and you know, you went this whole thing, but, nice. um, but the whole, the whole thing that was, that was funny was, or the whole thing that was so, um, just in touch with everything that was going on was, was and, and, and he didn't even know this. It was so in touch with like everything that you talked about, but he was doing it in a way, a subject that is so, so uh, right in our faces right now. And you're like, how could someone even approach that and make it funny? But the angle that he came from was just the absurdity and how we, and how those men got to that point. And right. that's the real question. And then that's what I thought about you. I was like, yeah. And then that's why Anaya is out there, you know, getting the education out to these young minds and these young men and these young people yeah. so that, that that doesn't continue on. Yeah. You know, and, just, and that, yeah, it. that's the goal. That's yeah. the goal. And I think that, you know, a lot of it. So first of all, I, I love that he was, because we need men out there speaking about this and yeah. not just making it, you know, women saying this needs to change. So that's brilliant. But um, it's interesting what you're saying, because one of the things that I include in talking, uh, especially to high school age, uh, and it's always mixed, you know, guys and girls in the same room um, is, you know, p- part of the issue here is a complete lack of comprehensive sexual health education and sexual decision making and all this stuff. And and I say, so one of the things, one of the action steps you can take is to self-educate with reliable research-based sources. And I have to point out to them, porn is not, does not fit that category. No moral judgment, do what you got to do, but don't take that as a source of reliable research-based information. And the the thing, but you know, in the world, and you know what, I really do believe that the world we live in, that that change will come about because I've seen that change and I mean right now when uh and I, and I know this is gonna be crazy because people are like how did he get to that but I'll take the like the just the topic skateboarding okay when I was a kid skateboarding uh I grew up with like the Bones Brigade these legendary skateboarders Steve mm-hmm. Cavalera Lance Mountain Tony Hawk like just Mike McGill these guys were the best right but the, you never got to see them skate in real life and there was this one video that circulated and we all watched it over and over and over why because it literally was teaching you the behind the scenes of how to do these tricks but still it was super hard to figure it out it's vhs you're watching it with a bunch of people so you know it was was difficult to get your head around but then you know people did get better Mm -hmm. from watching these videos Mm -hmm. okay now fast forward to you go to the skateboard park now you see the level of skateboarders that are at this level that i can't even imagine i mean you have 10 year olds skating at a level that is just so insane why because they sit and they watch uh, YouTube mm-hmm. and they Google the trick yeah. and the trick is there for them to learn and to learn in a way that is by a professional yeah. and it's real information as you know, you just said yeah. now that to me tells me that, that this whole epidemic of everything that we're going through can be fixed because if the right information is out there right. to young people mm-hmm. like yourself, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure there's a list of other uh, websites and you know people that are doing the same thing that you're talking about that kids can go to, parents yeah. can turn them on to, to get the right information exactly. so that you're not watching uh, the YouTube video or you know like you just said, using porn as right. your way to figure and out how And I think how that that's actually a brilliant analogy works. because what I would say is to... to to carry that forward is that in the same way that if those kids didn't have those skate videos and the how-to videos to look at, then they would just be it would be trial and error on go. their own and there, there would go. be serious injury. And that is essentially what my argument is that what we are doing, there's the extreme cases. When we're talking about people that are capable of literally raping another human being, that's that's another thing. And, and that also- We're talking about etiquette. But I'm talking we're about talking sexual about, misconduct yeah. that does not need to be misconduct because we are 
um, appropriately educating our youth as they enter their this part of their life being sexual beings with with the tools and the language and 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 real information so that they can make choices and not have to learn through trial and error. There you go. And I really do believe though that with the work that you're doing and the the just the spotlight that's on this topic finally that that work will happen and that the that the, I think we'll see the change. I really do. I, I do too. I have great hope. I, I really, really do. do. Yeah. And having talked to a lot of young men, especially, which is just, I have to admit, way more than I expected. They're just straight up like, we don't want to get it wrong. We don't want anybody to get hurt. We don't want to become perpetrators. Tell us what to do. Tell us what's acceptable and what, what's not acceptable. What constitutes sexual harassment and sexual coercion and what doesn't. And so I believe that, you know, we, we just have to give them the right guidance and they'll get it. Well, I so. hope some people hit you up, radparenting at gmail.com. Anea will come to your city, to your town, to your event, and she will speak for you or speak at the event. Yeah. It'll be fun. And uh, that'll be great. I hope that can happen. Be more of that. Yeah, this year, I would love that. And we're also developing a huge online um, like set of content to so that you know, because a lot of kids, it's like, yeah, you're like creating that's the content we learn. just talked about. Exactly. Awesome. And as yeah. we get closer to the launch, of that you gotta I let me let know. You know. We've got to get it out there. We're gonna hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with more rad parenting. Today's show uh, is gonna drift into a bit more about that trip that I took to Phoenix mm -hmm. because um, what I also did was I brought the kids with me and Karen. So we did like family trip. I, yep. I did Tucson the night before, then they flew into Phoenix and came to the three nights that we were down there. Which as you said, all sounded really good on paper. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the thing that Nay and I were talking about, she asked me how my break went and I went like, wow, I realized that I don't think I'm ever going to do another family trip again. And, and, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm saying that and, you know, I'm probably half and half on it right now, but <laughs> I wanted to today talk about expectations when you travel with your family. Mm. And I'm sure a lot of the families that are listening right now and a lot of the people that are listening to the show are still, um, you know, wiping off the dust that is settled from the trip that they did to visit, you know, grandma and grandpa or like, oh God, the first time we flew with the kids or, hey, we decided we, you know, we're going to go to Kauai and just get away from everybody with our six month old or our two year old right. or two and five year old. And today's show um, was just me being hundred percent honest that I learned over the course of, you know, the 16 years that I've been a dad is that you really do have to adjust your expectations. And I was reminded of it on this trip to Phoenix yeah. because I thought that we were going to go to Phoenix and I imagined all the kids, you know, cause my daughter brought her friend with us. So it was going to be the three of us. I got, a, you know, they gave me a suite. So the, the improv down there took great care of me. So that was awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a pool there workout, you know, it was awesome. Like yeah. I never stayed anything like that when I was a kid. So I'm imagining like, they're going to hang out at the pool. They're going to do this. They're going to go for walks. We're, you know, that we're in the desert. We're going to take the car out. They're going to be we'll, like, thanks dad. What yeah, a great idea. Maybe we'll go to Sedona one day, sure. you know, and what ended up happening is we got there and, 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 and I also imagine Karen and I spending some like real time together. Like we're going to do this together. Maybe we'll go to dinner before a show. Now I didn't expect my kids and my wife to like, you know, come to all six shows, mm -hmm. you know, they come to one and then that's it. Right. And then, you know, they go back to the hotel, they hang out. But what ended up happening is the expectation I had set, none of those, none of those expectations were met. And Should we talk about those expectations? Well, the ex I just like what you I, just so that what you just that, said. Those, those were the were expectations, expectations I had. Got it. And what I wanted to throw out there was, 
uh, it reminded me that you have to calibrate your expectations when you are traveling with your family. Mm -hmm. And it all goes back to, I remember when my daughter was born, we went to Kauai Mm -hmm. and she was probably maybe, I want to say a year, year old. Mm -hmm. And we were going to fly to Kauai. We flew to Kauai, Karen and I, and this was our first trip that we were going to do. And, uh, you know, being a surfer, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, while we were planning the trip, I'm planning, yeah, I'm going to surf every morning. Cause just, that's just like you did last time you were there. Exactly. We went there for my honeymoon. I surfed right. every day, Right. you know, and Karen, you know, uh, uh, Karen had plenty of time for herself, you know, and it was just a great, it was a vacation for both of us. And we, we had great, uh, great moments together and we had great moments separately. And it was, it was just that. So I had that expectation and I'll never forget being a father, I was surfing in the morning and, and, you know, it was at the time when, you know, Chessa was still not getting through the night and I would still get up to go surf. So then all of a sudden I'm coming back from surfing and Karen, you know, like kind of just looking at me like, okay, so like I was up all night with the baby and then you get up in the morning and split and now it's noon and you're just coming back. And I was like, what? Like, that's my, ex- that's my vacation. Yeah. And then I'll never forget, I, I found out about this spot to surf on the other side of the island and I was going over there and then all of a sudden, uh, Chessa, you know, just had one of those like moments where like everything that she had eaten was everywhere yeah. and we're driving and, I, and I'm still, I'm saying to Karen, well, you know, when we get to the spot, <laughs> you know, you clean her up there. Like I'll surf and I'll never forget. We pulled over to Karen goes, pull over. And we go to this hotel and we go in and, um, the, I have to go into the men's room and like get towels and, you know, we're cleaning chess up. And and then I come back to the car and I look at the car and I remember, you know, I just looked at the scene that I was walking up on. And at that moment I realized, whoa, like surf trip canceled. You are a dad now. (laughs) What I wanted to run by you is like, can you, because obviously you have an older and you have a younger, so you've been through this already, but when we're calibrating our expectations for traveling with our family, can you give us some cues, some tips, a little bit more, elaborate more on what I just kind of threw out there? Okay. Yes, I think I can. So the very first thing I want to say is that, because a lot of people who are listening have probably just come off of traveling with family um, at probably the most challenging time of year to, to travel. So so absolutely factor that in. But it's interesting because I heard you t- tell two stories that you know one might say, well, you learned early on, Joe, that like fam- the expectations have to change because you point, tried it at like a year old. But my point being was... I, I went, I made a mistake. I was like, oh, cool. Now everyone's 13 and 16 expectation recalibration. And you know what? Right. No, yes. no, Still. no. So I think that, so, so part of this absolutely is. So, so the first thing I'm going to say is if you just got back from a trip and you have observations that are fresh off the, off the road, um, make note of them and not to hold on to them like, wow, that was really a mistake. Like, remember when you did this? And I don't mean from that. I mean, really from a learning perspective. Like, so what, what could we have done better to make this a more fulfilling trip for us as a family and individually, you know, the individuals that make up the family. So that would be the first thing because it very, it is very easy to forget when another six months passes and you're like, but it really sounds like a good idea to get into. And I'm absolutely not going to say, don't, don't do it. Here's the thing. And I think that this is, this is applicable with anything when you're moving through the world with more than two people, let's say that there ha- there should be whenever possible a sit down conversation about what everyone's expectations are so 
you know, we're thinking about going to this place. And maybe it starts even before there's anything really like, you know, tickets are booked or hotels are booked or whatever. You sit down, you know, as the captains of the ship, you and your partner, and you, you know, first the two of you say, okay, this seems like it's a good idea on paper. What are the potential pitfalls? How do we manage everybody's expectations? And and not just like the number of expectations, but the number of different expectations. And then I think once you're pretty solid among with you with your partner and you're like, yep, this seems like a good idea. I think we're taking into consideration the things that can go wrong and ways to navigate that. Then ideally, if, especially if your kids are old enough, you bring them into that conversation. And part of the reason that that will be really valuable is there's incredible, like these are teachable moments where you can say, okay, everybody put your expectations on the table because some of them are going to be like, oh my God, we're going to you know Disneyland. We're going to, you know, five days of nothing but running around the park and blah, blah, blah. And then you go, okay, so just so you know, this is what the temperature is going to be. This is how long most of the lines are going to be. And not to like put them off of it, but to, so that they go in with reasonable expectations that sort of set the trip and everybody up for success. Um, and then I think the other thing that you really have to drive home is that when you're moving through the world with more than one person, whether it's on a trip or it's just in, you know, day-to-day life, that everyone has to take a certain degree of responsibility for themselves. And so what that means, I know when you were telling this story earlier on, and I can't remember which which family member it was, but just this whole idea of like, you know, and then so-and-so started taking charge and they wanted to do blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, or, or so-and-so was in a bad mood and we can't, all four of us can't ever be in the same mood at the same time. And I think that that's a really important lesson, even living under the same roof, which is essentially, it is important that you understand that you are 100% entitled to however you're feeling. However, you are not 100% entitled to vomit those feelings all over the rest of the family. One of the things that I realized that I used to do that I didn't do on this trip to Phoenix, because you did ask me, well, how did the Phoenix trip go? The Phoenix trip, you know, at the end of the day, was it, was it, was it a great trip? No, but it was okay. It, it wasn't great though. And I, I know where the mistake was made was because I didn't do any of the things that you mentioned. Karen and I didn't sit down and say, all right, so here's what's going on. We're going to Phoenix. Chessa, what are the things that you'd like to do here? I just want to sit around the pool and eat French fries. Okay, cool. We're going to do yep. that. But also Nate needs to do some skateboarding because there's a park there. We're going to go for the hike. Dad has his shows at night. What are we going to do at night? One night we're going to the movies when dad does the show. The other night we're exactly. going to see this the other night we didn't do any of that and we what what my mistake was and what karen and i looked back on was we forgot we let we went for like oh everyone's gonna just get along and be great and what i realized is when you're traveling with your family you need to have and i hate to say it because i'm so not this guy but you gotta have the calendar filled up and then you set aside all right on this day because we've done a b and c because i used to do this you don't have to do anything this day chill time i remember we went to i forgot where we went to some sort of resort and it was like you know the 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 swim park and then the 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 you know the the uh we're gonna ride the roller coaster you know we had all these type of different things and then there was one day where i was like chill day you can do whatever you want Mm -hmm. from this time to that time but what i realized is that when you don't have that program set up for the whole team Mm -hmm. then that's where all of a sudden everyone starts getting restless and the tug of war starts and that was where the that was where the breakdown on this trip to phoenix came and i realized when i was driving home because i and you ready for this it was so gnarly it was so gnarly in there that i flew karen home i go you know what (laughs) Because I had another expectation. We're all going to drive back together. 
And we're and I and then Karen was like, Joe, like, do you see how small the car is? Yeah. And that you know, our Chess's friend here, where's everyone sitting? And then one of the right. friends brought a huge suitcase. And I was like, I was just like, I didn't expect that. Yeah. So then I just said to Karen, I go, my gift to you, happy new year. Yeah. Here's your hundred dollar flight back to LA. <laughs> and then she texts me. She texts, yeah, she texts me. Uh the flight's been postponed. I'm so stoked. You know, like just like sitting at the airport nice. by herself. Yeah. But yes. that was my, that was my whole reason for bringing this topic in because I feel that a lot of parents out there, whether you have young ones, you have expectations. Hey, we're going to Costa Rica. And the, yeah. you know, the partner's like, yeah, I'm going to surf. I'm going to do this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, I love what you're saying. You're saying, let's write be it realistic down. here. And, and not only that, but what great talk about teachable moments. Not only like what great tools like emotionally in terms of managing your moods and blah, blah, blah when you're around other people, but also what great modeling for their future when they're going to be making plans. Like there's lots of things that that feel good in our hearts and minds, but we really have to look look at them and say, okay, here's a list of things that we can do there. Is everybody down with that? Because it's going to cost us a lot of money. We've had to save for this, right? Now, you know, what do you want? What do you want? Here are the things that we can probably follow through on. Here are the things that are going to be a little difficult. Maybe that's for a future trip. But that way, everybody goes in with expectations that are more likely to be met. And you, it, it helps you to avoid certain pitfalls that can just blow the trip for everyone. And then you're like, waste of time, waste, waste of, of money. money. And, and nobody wants that. So there's a, way to, there's a way to navigate this that I think can be filled with a whole bunch of teachable moments, modeling great planning, and also ensure that, you know, to the extent that it's, it's possible to like, make sure everybody has a good time. I think this is the way to make best efforts and have the greatest success. And also for, like you said, the two captains of the family, the two partners of mm -hmm. the family, they need also to have the expectations managed of what their trip is going to yes, be like. Exactly. Whether it's, I'm like, I keep using the analogy of surfing or golfing mm -hmm. or working out or going mm -hmm. for a jog or, or some time together, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that is so important to to write that down. Yeah. And I also, the last thing I would throw in there too, from my experience is have this conversation, not like two weeks before you go on the trip. Cause everyone's fired up. I'm saying have this conversation a month to two months before. Yeah. And even before you, before book you it, make the reservations, there you go. Uh, no, absolutely. Um, uh, the, the, it's, it's, it, I think it will be a time energy and money saver if, if people, so, so take the trip you just went on, make notes right now about the things that you know, when it's fresh in your mind, you do differently and set yourself up for your next family vacation. If it's going to be in the summer or a spring break, which is not that far away that you're going to set yourself up for success. With I your wish kids. we would have done this show before I went on the trip to Phoenix Sorry, to remind Jones. myself. This is how we get these shows. It's oh my gosh. Trial and error on, in your life. Yeah. While we were crashing, <laughs> there was a moment while we were crashing and burning and I was like why how can I be the host the co-host of rad parenting right now everyone's yelling at each other gosh hey thank you so much Nair for taking the time I uh, gotta thank all of our listeners so much uh, for everything in 2017 2018 is going to be great lots of great episodes and ideas on the way also follow us on Instagram rad parenting uh, you can also go to our Facebook page, Rad Parenting. Hit us up an email at radparenting at gmail.com. Also, all the reviews at iTunes always help. We'll see you next week. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. All right, we're out of here. Late. Late.